Welcome to the It's Not FPL podcast with me, your host Ben Grant. Welcome back for uh, the next episode, which will be the, the breakdown of Game Week 4, plus obviously looking at Game Week 5. We'll discuss some transfers in the SPFL Premiership, and we'll look at some strategy. We'll obviously cover off the watch list and the eye catchers, as always. Uh, but let's crack on and get straight into Game Week 4. Okay, so first game, uh, game 84 is Hamilton 0 at St Mirren 1. Uh, goal was scored by Jonathan Obika uh, with an assist from Richie Tate. St Mirren also getting a clean sheet there um, with your St Mirren defence. Uh, many may have picked uh, Jack Almick in goal as well for St Mirren, so um, some, some great points there from St Mirren. I see a lower, a lower level team in terms of, of, F, of FFS and how we kind of hope for Obviously, getting extra points from these kind of players to, because generally speaking, you have of guys like, uh, like those kind of guys in your team for for enables to allow you to have the bigger, the bigger hitters, um, as it were within the um, within the game. Uh, looking at Hamlin, not a lot of Hamilton options there within the um, within that team. I think Hamlin get tipped up for relegation quite often within the um, SPL, SPFL Premiership. And they always they always manage to survive and um, prove that they were wrong. But I think this year started pretty poorly. The squad doesn't look overly strong, uh, so yeah, not massively um, into to Hamilton in terms of um, FFS. Next game is my, my team, of course, Comalock. Uh, they played St Johnson, were defeated two one. Uh, it was like a last minute goal. Comalock went down to ten men with um. A red card from, from Ross Millen, who I think was a really stupid kind of individual mistake from, from Ross that, that led to the red card. And um, listen to Alex Dyer, it was, it was down to kind of um, individual errors and uh, that cost the match for the whole team. So, um, Aaron Tishbola got the goal, uh, assisted by uh, Mitch Pinnock, one of the new the new signs. Uh, because of the two goal loss, also Kelly defence gets zero points, which is obviously not not great. But I guess the question is, do you have any Kelly defence just now? I haven't seen anything in the Kelly defence to say that I'm I'm happy with them as a as an option, even as a as a Colmarnock farmer. Well, he can goals at least win a game, so very limited in what you can do. Um, if you were seeing maybe returns from the likes of Bodfoot or Finlay um, on goals, or or more assists from maybe the likes of of Millen or um, Waters in the fullback position, I think Millen got an assist. Uh, in the game midweek, but I see nothing there really that's, that's jumping out. Looking at St Johnson, uh, the goal game came from uh, David Wellspoon uh, via Liam Craig assist. Uh, the, the winning goal was scored by Michael O'Halloran, which um, I think the first game of the, the season he got a red card and was going to his points, so probably put up awful lot of people. Liam Craig scored a goal, I think, early doors as well, so he's looking possible. Uh, however, he got a yellow card in that game along so did Alan Pimmer. Um, of Kilmarnock has scored um, during, during the week also. So, um, Chris Burke having another off day, a wee bit of concern in there for for FFS players. I think Burke started the season with a goal every game, which is exactly what we wanted from, from Burke in terms of uh, his price point and um, being on a Kilmarnock side. I think that was important that we get, the, um, we get at least a goal every couple of games, certainly, but... Um, Hopefully he's back. I'm obviously playing Rangers on, on Saturday, but we're hopeful that Buck returns with, with some points. Next game, Ross County won uh, Dundee United 2. Um, Lauren Shanklin out injured for this game, so your kind of middle price striker um, not available. And he's probably in a lot of teams so far. 
Nicky Clark benched by um, Nicky Mellon at Dundee uh, United, which is way bit disappointing for, for for us when you see the the, the team lines. But um, but yeah, uh, in terms of goals and points, uh, Pierre Pollock got the goal um, to take the lead. Cameron Smith um, making it. Um, sorry, Cole Donison making it um, one each. Uh, from a Ross Stewart assist and Nicky Clark coming off the bench to score um, for uh, Dundee United to make it 2-1 uh, Cameron, Cameron Smith getting the assist so absolutely delighted from, from our point of view to get the, the goal um, from Nicky Clark I think that's what he's there for and I think he's capable of it so yeah, I unfortunately had him on the bench because I, I fancied the Ross County clean sheet so um, it's one of those we move on but in terms of the thought process of having these guys in your team is, is looking good for, for Clark. He's he's got a couple of goals now, he's he's taking pens, he's taking free kicks, um but a little bit concerned about the rotation within Dundee United at the moment. But um we'll see. I think maybe Mickey Mellon just trying to find his best eleven at the moment because he's, he's also new in the job, so that's not a um massive concern, but it's something to watch certainly. Um looking at the kind of bookings and uh, the match as well, Harry Patton, um Got a booking sort of Cole Donaldson, uh, the goal scorer. Uh, I've got Harry Patton in my team and I brought him in. Um, I think he actually on Wednesday night he came on for like seven minutes and, and missed out and getting some points and then he played and obviously gets a booking and, and um, ships goals as well. So I think we'll be making plans to get the guys like Patton out of the team at some point, but uh, I think we've got more pressing issues within my team at the moment, so we'll, we'll leave that at the moment. Um, the final game of the game week was um, oh, on the Saturday. It was Hibs versus Mullerwell. It was 0-0 for in that match. It was a pretty poor game, if let's be honest. It was um, not, a, not a massive game to write home about in terms of F- FFS, I think. Obviously, you'd be happy with clean sheets for, for both defensive teams. You, if you definitely have Mullerwell assets, then you'll be happy to get some points out of Mullerwell assets because I think they've been pretty poor. Um, so far, um, myself had Porteous still in my d- defence, um, so pretty happy with Porteous getting getting another clean sheet two and two from the clean sheet point of view. So, so very delighted about that. I really want to get Josh Doig into my team purely because he's he's two point two million. He's um, he's in the Hibs defence, so it's one of those ones I think I really want to to, to get that in at some point, but. Um, as I say, more more pressing issues um, around obviously Celtic, so um, I've got to kind of try and manage that and plan ahead, and, and hopefully Doig is still doing things um, in a in a few weeks. The final game of the game week was uh, Livingston nil, Rangers nil. Uh, Balligan, Liam Balligan, uh, was out through injury. Um, in came Philip Hollander um, into the Rangers uh, back four. Uh, and there also was a place for um, Scott Arfield in the midfield too. So. Um, it was yeah, a disappointing day for him. Um, I think certainly Morelos was within the Rangers um, team. He didn't do anything. He got a booking as well. It wasn't wasn't overly great for, for him. And he was replaced by Cedric Aten. And yeah, Kamar Roof also came on about 60 minutes for Ennis Hadji. Hadji's been a very big disappointment for me in terms of FFS. I was expecting... Uh, a price tag like that, I was expecting big things. Look at Ryan Ken and looking at what he's done since he came to Rangers. Um, good to see Scott Arfield certainly coming into the into the fold. That's that's a um, it's good news on on that side of things. Um, Etan too, I guess he 
you want to watch these guys, Itton and, and Ruth, certainly um, keep an eye on those guys because I think um, if Marielos isn't doing it and he maybe gets transferred, or um, these guys are going to have to pick up the mantle and start scoring goals. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on, on those for, for sure and um, we'll, we'll look ahead to hopefully things happen. But in terms of Rangers and uh, their defence, I think um, I think Rangers are great in terms of defensive um, lineup so far. They've um, I'm not sure exactly the goal difference is seven, but um, I think they've only shipped like one goal maybe so far this season, which is which is great for um, FFS players. I think the Double Rangers defense is a strong, strong play at the moment. Uh, personally, I I went I had obviously Balogun in, which he got injured and. Uh, was out of the team and I've got, I've got Barisic in who's doing great things or um, Barisic on us so I actually went for Golton brought Golton in at 3.1 million just purely to wait for, for Balogun I'm, I'm thinking that um, Balogun will slot back in at some point um, unless Hollander obviously makes that second spot in the centre the center of defence his own which he may do but I think Balogun um, we want to get him back if, if it does look like he's playing for, for Rangers um, going forward. Okay so looking at the, the game week 5 uh, the matches are as follows it's Mullow versus Hamlin and the ML1 versus ML3 derby or the, or the Lanarkshire derby as is probably better known. Um, it's Rangers versus Kilmarnock at Ibrox, it's St Mirren versus Ross County, Dundee United versus Celtic Aberdeen versus Livy and St Johnston versus Hibs. Looking at those fixtures, I think um, you well within your rights to have Motherwell um, in there. I think Hamilton don't look great at all. So um, if you've got Motherwell assets, then you'd be pretty happy with that game. Um, again, Kilmarnock, uh, Rangers versus Kilmarnock. I think if you've got Rangers defence, you'd be pretty chuffed. Um, Kilmarnock haven't been brilliant going forward. Um, so I see, I don't expect Kilmarnock to. Um, to do I'll do lots of, by all means they, they drew with Celtic um, but I think looking at them as a, an attacking option not great if Burke's having an off day for example then uh, you're going to struggle a little bit to get those points I think Kibamba yeah he looks, looks a good player but at the moment I think he's, he's struggling to play on his own up, up top and I think it's important that maybe the Dyer maybe brings in Brophy when if Brophy's fit, I'm not really too sure exactly what the state of play is with Brophy, but I would be having them up as a two and playing um, a kind of 4-4-2 option, but I think that affects your whole entire team and I think they're really pushing this whole kind of Dicker, um, Power, Tushbola, midfield three, so it's very hard to then make a make a four and um, fit Brophy into that team and play them right beside um, Kibamba, but Say, I'm not worrying too much about Kilmarnock Ashes. I'll keep Burke in there for a, f- a few more games and see what happens there. But I think if you look at Burke and his price, he's at what, 5.1 million now. So um, there's an argument there to, to upgrade to a Celtic midfielder at some point if if Burke slows down in, in what he's been doing. Next game, in terms of St Mirren versus Ross County, I put that down as a 0 0. I'm really keen for the 0 0 there. I think it would be ideal um, for, for St Mirren and. Um, Ross County owners um, I think I'll have either Alnick or Laidlond in goals and I'll have Conor Randall playing as well so really keen for the, the 0-0 in that game but um, yeah that's what 
um, I'm hopeful of in there. Dundee versus Celtic, I think um, Celtic are obviously back. Um, make your plans for Edward. We'll, we'll talk about that just in a second. I think for me, I actually have tripled Dundee United for some strange reason within my team at the moment. Um, finding it hard to get them out because a wild card in um, game week, um, well, game week three it was. Um, so we bit we bit challenging in, in that respect um, to to get Dundee out, Dundee United out. I think I'm happy with Clark, um, Reynolds and. I mean, it's okay, but um, he's a kind of enabler at the moment for me. And same with Bolton, I think they're, they're enablers. They've got potential, but they, they're probably going to struggle in more games against bigger sides and, and better sides. And in that respect, for the first season back in the in the um, SPFL Premiership. So, yeah, so wait and see you there with Dundee United, but um, I think we happily get the Celtic assets back. We'll talk about Celtic assets um, in later in the, in the episode. Looking ahead to Sunday, uh, we got Aberdeen versus Levy. Uh, Aberdeen's first game back in a couple of weeks. Will they be rusty? Not too sure. Not rushing to get anything Aberdeen in at the moment. Um, I've making plans to have to give Forrest a start. I haven't started Forrest yet in my, any of my team. Um, so certainly keen to, to give Forrest a run out there. He's got potential. If Aberdeen are rusty and slow then, um, and not up at the pace, then, then certainly um, Forrest's got a chance um, in that respect. Uh, St Johnson versus Hibs, I've got triple Hibs at the moment as well, so um, happily have Portis playing at the back at the moment. I've still got Scott Allen in there, he's been on the bench a few times and hasn't really done much in coming on, so that's the thinking behind um, playing uh, Forrest. I think Forrest is due, will, will start. Um, Allen not guaranteed to start at the moment, um, but again, I, I'm struggling to get him out. I've also got Nisbet, I would probably like him to be at Dodge by now, but um, I need to kind of wait to do that um, as I say I really would, I would love another wild card to, to be honest um, just to get those minor changes to, like Portis down to, to Doig and uh, Nisbet up to, to Doig for example um, things like that I think that's the um, the things I'm looking to do but um, say more pressing issues in terms of Celtic just now so um, and obviously Morelos and my team so got to got to think about that um, first and foremost and just try and work Work the strategy and planning ahead for um, the coming game weeks. Alright, uh, since it's also still within the transfer window period, but we'll talk about transfers and, and guys that have come into teams and um, will we have an effect on FP, um, FFS. Um, so the first one, London Dykes, has left um, Livingston and he's gone to QPR. So uh, I think there'll be Dykes owners out there, certainly. He'd done a few goals, but nothing nothing to write home about. I think he was he signed for £2 million, so um, a great bit of business for Livingston. I don't think he was worth £2 million personally after, what, a couple of seasons. Um, but um, he was in a poor team. He probably wasn't going to do an awful lot in terms of, of living in FFS, so... I mean, I'm not really too concerned about him leaving, to be honest. It makes things probably a little bit easier in terms of Shankland and Stewart, um, for example. So, because um, he, he was in that kind of middle price bracket where you had that that kind of third option. If 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 all those three strikers started fighting, you were probably going to struggle to get them all into your team. So, um, take one of them out makes that a little bit easier. Um, Ross McCrory he moved to um, Aberdeen from Rangers. Um, he's going to be three point six million in. FFS, which I don't really know, know an awful lot about Ross McCrory, but I certainly don't believe the hype that people talk about him. Um, will he will he do anything FFS wise? I'm not I'm not rushing to get him in put it that way. 
Um, that's certainly something we'll, we'll keep an eye on, but nothing nothing too concerning um, at present. Next one was Albion Ajeti. He came, I think, from West Ham into um, to Celtic. He's actually priced at £7 million as a striker. Um, I mean, I think the thing will be is if, if it, Edward goes, then... Um, then maybe yeah, he's an option because he may be playing up top. But I don't know an awful, awful lot about him as a player. If he's a winger um, and he's classed as a striker in the game, then there's maybe an argument there to get to get him in if he, he starts doing things um, for Celtic and from a midfield spot. Uh, however, I think if, he's, if he is a striker and he's playing up top against with Edward or, um, to, to replace Edward, then, then great. But um, not, not again, Rush. We'll keep an eye on him, but I don't, don't think he's a... He's a, he's a massive rush. Uh, Jason Holt signed for Livingston from Rangers. Uh, again, he started at the weekend and it looks like he has potential in the midfield if, if Livingston can get going. But uh, again, not overly worried about him as a FFS threat at all. The other last one is uh, Steve O'Donnell who signed for Mullow on a short-term deal. Uh, he's priced at £3.1 million now. Um, Stephen O'Donnell. Um, a couple of things I've got to show with Stephen O'Donnell is that he um, made a big thing, didn't sign a pre-contract or anything um, in January with any other teams and it made a big thing about claiming he could play in a better level than, than Kilmarnock. Um, he'd done great things for Kilmarnock, an absolute great player, um, got a Scotland cap out of Kilmarnock but kind of almost tossed Kilmarnock aside a little bit, um, really disappointing um, and his attitude I thought he was better than that as a player uh, and a person but um, said some things about obviously thinking he was better than us. He um, didn't get a pre-contract signed um, in England, I think, which, which, he, which he was hoping for. He then went to train with Hamilton um, over the kind of pre-season and get up to speed and then goes and signs for Mullowell, which is like Hamilton's direct rivals. A wee bit shy, if you ask me, um, to kind of use Hamilton from that perspective um, and then go and sign for their rivals. A bit crap, but um, maybe Stephen O'Donnell's found his level and he realised he's not actually that good a player. And he's he's not due to be in England. I think he expects himself to be in the Championship at some point. But um, he signed until January um, with um, Motherwell. And I guess it's a it's a short window for him in terms of um, trying to get a, a club elsewhere. Um, Motherwell probably quite happy to have the coverage at right back. In terms of FFS, yeah, I mean, it could be an option if Motherwell can do clean sheets. But um, attacking threats, yeah, he gets in the wing, he puts crosses in, but... Um, I didn't really like looking at Motherwell, so we'll be avoiding um, Stephen O'Donnell um, going forward. Alright, going to on to your eye-catchers now. Uh, last week's eye-catchers were Christian Doidge, Josh Doig, and Luke Bolton from Dundee United. So, looking at the Hibs guys, didn't do an awful lot. I mean, Doig obviously getting clean sheets is, is great for us, and he's at 2.2 million, so he's, he's perfect um, for what we want from our kind of cheaper players. He, he's obviously he's often defensive point um, returns, he's potentially doing assists and, and goals um, as well from the left wing position or the left uh, full back position. So yeah, I really like Deutsch, uh, Deutsch, sorry, and I'll be hoping to get him in at some point. Deutsch, the, the Mullow versus Hibs game was poor, it was, there was no um, there was no real goal opportunities for those guys and Bolton didn't do an awful lot but again he's a he's a cheap enabler in midfield and he has the potential so we're quite happy in there looking at this week's eye catchers I think Ross Stewart at, um, at 
Uh, Ross County um, looks brilliant um, value. I think he's about 5.5 million now. Um, as you see, he's in that middle price bracket. He up there with likes of Shankland, Doidge, um, London Dykes, obviously, as well, which he's got on now. But yeah, I think goals and assists, he's got the capabilities on pens as well. So I'm really, really liking um, Stewart as an option. He's a, a boy that's played for Court Rangers, so I'm quite excited to see his progress in, in that respect, too. The other one's Richard Tate, 2.9 million for um, St Mirren. Uh, potentially there for clean sheets against the kind of weaker up, uh, weaker side. So I think you're probably looking at somewhere to pick up clean sheets against the likes of also they did it against Hamilton um, the other week. Potentially Motherwell, potentially Dundee United. I think I'm looking at the the Ross County game as a clean sheet option there for St Mirren as well. So um, definitely one to to consider. The other one I've got in the catching list is, is Connor Goldson. He's only three point one million for for Rangers, and I think he's a good route into your Rangers. Um, defence in terms of if you want the double Rangers I think Borna Barisic should be your first choice and, and you make absolutely anything you can to, to bring in Barisic uh, in that respect but if you want double Rangers while Balogun is out I think Golden at 3.1 is, is not too bad it's about a 0.5 um, difference from Balogun up to um, up to Golden so definitely consider Golden as an option I think he has um threat in corners but I think Rangers defence looks solid and clean sheets are are, are massively um, possible um, in that respect as well so yep keep your keep your corner goals in there if you've got them um, and bring them in if you can next one's the watch list I think it's easy to discuss the watch list this week it's, it's Celtic defense, Celtic assets uh, I think for me you get Edward in for the for Saturday. They played last night in Europe, uh, so that, that was what Monday night, um, sorry Tuesday night rather. Um, if you lost this on, on Wednesday, it's it's Tuesday evening. They played against. They won five 0 There was goals for Edward. El Yunusi got some goals and assists. Um, Julian even got some some action as well. Greg Taylor, um, um, Hatim, El El Mohamedi. Um, El Hamed, sorry, um, he also got got some points. I say points, but got some returns in terms of of goals and assists in, in that match. So, I think for me, I think Greg Taylor's that is the one for Celtic defence. I think he's priced really well uh, to get himself into that Celtic defence. He's he's a threat going forward um, on the on the wing, and I say if we're going to get clean sheets out of Celtic, then you want a route in there at some point. And looking at the midfield in Celtic, I think I think we all had hopes for El Unity. However, I think we were disappointed in what what he returned in, in the Premiership, the SPFL Premier League Premiership, whatever it's called, I can't remember. But um, I think if he's managed to kind of get the water off the ducks back last night and kind of kick on um, from there into maybe Saturday, then maybe by game week six we'll be looking at El Unity coming back in the team. I mean, Ryan Christie's also an option. I think, but he's priced very, very high to bring Christie in. I'm, I'm not rushing to get him at seven point um, two million. I think he's quite high in price, but it, it may be it may be an option. Um, looking at kind of around your your big hit midfielders. Uh, the other, obviously, the other one is the return of French Eddie. Uh, Watson Edward, absolutely class forward. Scored two last um, last night in the Champions League. I presume it starts on, on the weekend on Sunday, so um, 
I'd be be quite keen to to have Edward back. I think for me it looks like I think I'll do Morelos down to um Edward. I think Morelos is I don't know what's up with Morelos. He he did okay against St Mirren. He I mean he put a score hat trick against Kilmarnock on our our luck, but um yeah I think it's a straight swap. We'll do one transfer this week and we'll bring in Edward. And then we'll look at bringing in the Celtic assets the following week. I think Taylor's probably my next my next transfer. We probably try and get out someone like Mark Reynolds, um, out my team, um, to upgrade to Taylor. Um, we'll see how that works in terms of of bank. But I think I've got a few a few million still sitting in the kitty. I'm just going to check where we're where we're chatting. But I'm sure um, yeah, we're still got I think we've still got four point three million currently sitting in the budget. Um, even after. Um, we bring Edward in. I think I had banked a lot of cash to be able to do um Morelos and Edward um in my team. However, Morelos obviously blanking twice and getting a booking last week. I'm I'm not. I'm just going straight to Edward and, and keeping that bank. So I think for me that the the bank will be spread around the likes of um upgrading Reynolds to um Greg Taylor, and then I think we probably look to upgrade either Allen, Patton, or Bowen. Um, or Forest even I've got quite a weak midfield to to Celtic um Celtic Gas. I mean we could we could probably go straight to, to Christie there with, with that four point three million um in the bank but I think I would rather get the tailor in first and then consider my options. I think we can probably get Ryan Kent in at some point um if he's if he's doing well uh, in the, the Rangers midfield. Um Ponies I'll probably look to drop down at some point to to Doig to get the kind of to release one point two million there and then try and get these big hitters into my midfield because my midfield's quite weak. My defence I think is excellent. My goalkeepers I'm pretty happy with with them. Um, my forwards I mean Nisbet he hasn't done anything for two weeks but we'll stick with him for a third week and see what happens there. Um, but yeah, um, that's the that's the plan. Get your Celtic assets in. Keep an eye on who's doing well for Celtic and then then bring in kind of what you think works best. Right, looking at my team, uh, I've kind of touched on it already, but um, so far, for starting for the game week, um, five I'm going to go with, um, I'm debating Alnwick and Laidlaw. I've got both. I think I'd probably go Laidlaw, um, to be honest, because I, I really bank on this being a 0-0 uh, match. I've got Randall, so there's not really any um, sense of having one or the other. So we'll just go double, double Ross County in that respect. We'll start... Um, Barisic and Golden uh, and Portis will also start. I think we'll start Burke. I think the thing is obviously playing Rangers, but if he does score, then we're hoping it's Burke's involved. We'll start Bolton, we'll start Forrest, um, and then we'll start. Um, I think we'll start Edward and this bit, and we're debating, I think, between Pat and Allen and Clark. I think we'll probably, we'll probably just go Clark. We don't have any Celtic defence, so. If even if Clark comes on and scores a pen, for example, then we'd be pretty happy. I know getting a penalty against Celtic is probably quite hard in, in many respects, but I think we'll, we'll start Clark up front as a three. So we'll go kind of four three three this week and um, keep the, the midfield assets to a minimum. As I say, it looks like probably Burke. Um, probably go Allen again in Forest, to be honest. Um, I don't have much hope for Patton, but we'll, we'll see. I think, I think that's probably the smart move at the moment. But yeah. Okay, looking ahead to strategy, um, basically I think I've already discussed this, but about the Celtic assets, I think is aim to get them in. Work your way, find your plan to to get them in. Remember, if you take a if you take a minus for a defender, 
that defender ships two goals, you're, you're down to kind of zero points and uh, that becomes ineffective. So I think if, you, if you're getting... Game week five is an Edward transfer. I think game week six, get Taylor in. And then by game week seven, we'll know what the midfielders are doing in Celtic. You can get them back in by game week seven. I think that's a um, a smart move. Uh, the other one is the question I can ask myself at the moment is is there a case for Edward and Morelos? Uh, at the moment, no. I think Morelos is um, he's not doing everything we want to see from, um, from a high ticket player like him. So. Uh, get Edward in, um, and then we can keep an eye on Morelos. And if Morelos starts doing stuff, then we'll be pretty happy. But um, yep, that's it. The strategy points at the moment. Um, looking just on one to one shout out on uh, Twitter. Look up um, at FPL Maz. He's created a great spreadsheet that basically works out the game weeks in terms of difficulty um, from game week five to game week ten. A really useful planning tool, so you can look ahead and see who who's playing who and how the how the fixtures match up. Obviously, the the, the ranking is made up by Maz, but I think uh, Maz himself is, is a great experienced um, FPL player and understands the the game mechanics and things like that. So understands what what is a a tough game and what is a um, an easier matchup. So it, it's a, I used it for game week one to five, and um, it was really useful. And I've, I've just got the the copy for game week. 5 to 10 from Twitter there, so um, definitely worth looking out. He's, he's got a kind of red, amber, green type approach um, and tells you kind of the ranking system. So use that to plan and see who your matchups are because you could maybe look at your kind of game week 7 or 8 and see you've got about 4 or 5 kind of red or amber matches and you're concerned about maybe not getting points. That that, that spreadsheet will help you out for sure, so, so check that out. Alright, that's all for us this week on um, It's Not FPL Podcast. Um, Search us up on Facebook or on Twitter. Uh, on Twitter at It's Not FPL. Um, there's probably more chat on Twitter in terms of the game week and you know, what's happening. We retweet the details about injuries and start lineups on, on Saturday. And, um, we do some chat during the matches if, I, if I'm not out. I mean, Saturday there I was, I was out for, for some um, dinner with some family or some lunch with family and, um, on Saturday. So I wasn't really able to sit and live tweet through the matches, but um, certainly that's what, what the plan is if, if a Saturday afternoon we're sitting down um, watching the games I think I tend to try and watch the um, Comarant TV best I can and watch the matches there so um, I'll be watching probably the Comarant game most weeks on a Saturday afternoon so um, the aim is to, to also live tweet through the matches check us out on Apple Podcasts Spotify Pocket Casts please please subscribe on these uh, platforms it, it really helps getting the word out there for um, it's not an FPL I'll keep doing this providing we're getting the listens I mean if, if we, we drop into kind of single figure listens um, weekly then I mean what's the, is there any point doing it but at the moment in time um, we're getting nice healthy numbers in terms of listens and people are obviously feedback on Twitter so we appreciate all the support um, for the podcast and uh, we'll be back in, in game week 6 see you later